Hey guys, I'm Whitney. And I'm Kylie. Welcome to the Midwest Farm Wives Podcast, where we will be sharing all things motherhood, farming, faith, rural living, and so much more. So grab your favorite beverage of choice and come hang out with your two farm wife besties. We are so happy you are here with us. Well, hello. Welcome back to the Midwest Farm Wives Podcast. We are so excited to have you here with not us today because Whitney's not on with us today, but I have a very special guest. I have Taryn Dreeling, but she is a dear friend of mine uh, in Whitney's both. She has spoken at Whitney's Cultivating Courage Conference the very first year we had it in person. Taryn and I have spoken together, spoke together, spoken. Um, we, We're just really good friends. And I'm so honored to have you here today, Taryn. Oh, I'm so excited to be here and see your face. I know. What a fun, fun reason. I wish we could do it more often, not on podcast recordings, but here we are. I know. I guess we did get to see each other one time this year in February. It's been so long ago though. I know. Okay. So tell us more about yourself. Tell us your background and then we'll just dive right into the fun stuff. Okay. Well, like Kylie said, I'm Taryn Dreeling. I grew up in Northeast Nebraska and on a, on a feedlot, not my family's feedlot. I like to say all farms are family farms <laughs> because that's been in my experience, even though my family has not owned a farm. But when I was young, I wanted to be a veterinarian and then physics happened. And so I went into feed yard management. But while I was at the feed yard, I had said to actually my manager's daughter, her and I were good friends. And she's like, what would you be doing if you weren't doing this? And I said, I would want to uh, show people how we raise cattle or like be that bridge between people growing the food and people eating the food. I have a hard time with the word consumer because we're all consumers, but I agree. Um, I want, that's what I wanted to do. That was my dream job. And because God has a greater plan than I do, <laughs> I was afforded that opportunity in 2020, no, not 2023. That's this year, 2013, we moved to the ranch where we live and work now. And I resigned my position at the feedlot. And when I resigned that position, it gave me more time to do that. So I started my blog, Faith, Family, and Beef in February of 2014. And At first, it was just sharing recipes and my life on the ranch and raising kids and cattle and all the things. And it's kind of evolved since then. Not kind of. It has evolved since then. In 2016, I was moving cattle by myself and I was sitting in the pasture. And that year was a hard year on the Internet with the election and all the things. There was just a lot of arguments and online fighting and I was struggling with it, but as I was watching the cows move, like I started the first few towards the gate. And as I was watching the rest of them pick up their calves and trail off to the fresh pasture, I was thinking about this phrase we have in stockmanship, good movement draws good movement. And it's around the idea that if you are communicating with one or two cows effectively then their movement will draw the rest of the herd in. And I I just was sitting there thinking like, if that works in cattle, could that work for humans? Could one conversation led in kindness and understanding draw more conversations in with led with kindness and understanding. And I thought 
not only is it possible, like we should be doing this, but then in true Enneagram type nine fashion, I fell asleep to that idea for like two years before I wrote anything about it. And then it took me an additional 18, 19, 20, 21, almost five years (laughs) before I started doing what I'm doing now with my good movement trainings and now my good movement draws good movement podcast. So that's kind of a Cliff's notes version of how I got here. Oh man. I relate to so much of that, whether it be from the beginning of our journeys, yours was in 2013. Mine was much later in 2018 online, just starting to share and feeling like we had a duty or responsibility as ranchers and as uh, agriculturalists, uh, agricultural individuals to share what we did on our day-to-day lives with the everyday person, maybe not a consumer. Cause like you said, we're all consumers, but with the everyday non-ag related individual. And I, I felt so strongly about that at the time. And mine is also morphed. So I relate to that so deeply. So there's a few things that you talked on that I want to circle back to. Okay. Good movement draws good movement. I think that is what a catchy phrase. And for you to put all of that together, uh, serious introspective work on your part, to just connect the dots. And I think one phrase that I love to think about, sorry, guys, I have Rowan here with me while we're interviewing, um, is kindness. I put kindness is compassion, but kindness is contagious. Mm -hmm. When we can be kind to others, it encourages others to be kind back or to stop and think, how am I going to respond versus react? And um, as I've done all this work on myself over the last few years, responding versus reacting is such a big thing. So how does the phrase respond versus react work with the good movement draws good movement or what are your thoughts on that? Um, I, yes, respond versus react because it's very apparent in when we're handling cattle, because if you aren't aware of your position or your energy or what you're quote unquote saying to the animal, you're going to get a reaction Whereas if you are self-aware and you are paying attention to that and you're reading and really listening to what they're telling you and responding yourself, responding accordingly, you're going to get a response versus a reaction. And we are animals as humans, right? (laughs) Yeah. The difference is we have complicated human emotions (laughs) that animals don't have. So sometimes it is easier to communicate with the animals than it is communicate with the humans, but the principles apply. If we're being self-aware and we're reading the energy of whoever we're talking to or their facial expressions or their body language, we're taking in the words that they're saying and we're listening to understand and we're responding accordingly, responding, right? Not reacting accordingly, Mm -hmm. but responding accordingly. We're more likely to get a response in return versus a reaction. Yeah. response is where effective communication comes. Like that's where it happens. It's not in reaction. When we're reacting to one another, nothing's getting communicated besides anger or fear or shame. As a Enneagram eight, which we'll dive into this because you're my Enneagram person, uh, as an Enneagram eight who often wings nine, I always like to see things from someone else's perspective. Um, and I think that that plays into this exact conversation here of 
giving people the grace and understanding and, and responding versus reacting, knowing that we don't know what the other person is mm-hmm. thinking, doing, living through. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It, that is such a hard thing. I mean, just now 32 year old Kylie is kind of figuring it out and, and understanding about myself, like you said, self-awareness to, to understand that, oh, you do that often. You give a, a lot of people the benefit of the doubt because you've had hard days that no one knows about and they probably have also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, even if you are being self-aware and you're, you're doing all that you think you can in order to get a response versus reaction and a reaction is what you get, just know that it might not have anything to do with you and everything to do with whatever's going on behind the scenes in that person's life, which is, that's, that's hard to do sometimes. Oh, so, so hard. So hard. Okay. So let's touch on Enneagram and why you are my Enneagram person. We don't have to talk long. You talk as much or as little as you want, but how did you even get interested in self-discovery through a tool such as the Enneagram? So I think it's fun. I actually did a, an episode on, not on this topic specifically, but like looking back and seeing how all of the pieces fit together, you know, like in 2016, I had that idea that good movement, those principles could apply just as much in human to human interactions as they do with our livestock. And then I didn't write about it until 2018. And then 2018, I also went to Christy Wright's business boutique conference with my bestie in Nashville. And while we were there, everyone was talking about the Enneagram, except for me and Sheila, because we didn't know what it was. (laughs) (laughs) But I Googled it and a quick Google search revealed that it was a personality typing system. And that's about as far as I went with it then. But Um, in 2019, then I was listening to Annie F Downs podcast. That sounds fun. And every summer she doesn't any, a summer, I guess, I don't know if she still does it. I haven't listened for a while, but then she was doing an, any, a summer series every summer where she would interview people of all nine types and interview Enneagram experts. And so during that summer is when I got really interested in it and I took a test and it, told me I was a type seven. And then I, you know, did what, what I recommend people do. And I read the road back to you and realized that I was a type nine. And the more that I thought about this, the Enneagram, this being the Enneagram, the more that I recognized that it is a tool to expedite self-awareness. And in order for us to draw good movement, We have to be self-aware, whether we're talking about good movement with cattle, humans, dogs, whatever species we're interacting with, we have to be first Mm self-aware. And so because the Enneagram expedites the self-awareness process is, is why I really dug in and started teaching it because I think self-awareness is a place that lots of us are lacking. Oh my big hitting points here. I could not agree more with self-awareness as the first step. God made us these imperfectly perfect human beings that along the way we've picked up habits and 
we've walked down paths that maybe we should, or maybe we shouldn't have. And I firmly believe in that every path we take and every obstacle we incur, it, it has a purpose and a reason. And we, whether it gets us right back on the track that we're meant to be on by God, or if it teaches us something, either way, it always teaches us something. And I think self-awareness is the first thing to understanding how to take less of those wrong paths. And I just cannot, as I I've known you for a while now, and I cannot admire and, and talk enough about the journey from discovering the Enneagram, learning about it yourself and using all the tools that you experience to then create a brand that is so much bigger than just the Enneagram. I'm proud of you. Thank you. (laughs) It's so, I mean, like, I guess, you know, when you are where you are and you don't take the time, I know like, you know, don't dwell on the past and all that, but also Mm -hmm. when you don't take the time to look back to see how you got to where you are, you can miss a lot of, um, God's good graces. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't think it's by accident that I'm here. No. Oh my gosh. No, <laughs> no, so, you're doing exactly what you were meant to do right now. Does that mean that's a forever thing? Does this morph into something new five years from now? Or we don't know, right? We, we don't know. know. Um, oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. So let's talk about good movement draws good movement a little bit deeper. Uh, you have a podcast yourself. Mm-hmm. A new one just started in November. How's that going? How's it feel? Good. But I mean, if I'm being 100% honest here, I was like so excited to start it. I inadvertently lit a fire under my own ass to get it started. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And launch day came and it was all excitement, all the things. And then that evening I was driving home from our son's wrestling me. And I started to get, I started to hear those lies that I tell myself, like, who are you to have a podcast? And who are like, people are saying the similar things to what you're saying. And they're probably saying them better. And I was about to burn it all down. And then I was like, nope, stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I did, but I mean, like that is just a struggle the lies. I think an entrepreneur is a struggle. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't, I, I mean, that happens a lot where I'll go and do something that I, I feel I'm meant to do or that God's called me to, and it'll be great and exciting. And then after that, I get those lies creeping in and I don't care how woo-woo-y it sounds, but Mm -hmm. I honestly believe that is the enemy, like trying to stop me from what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. I I guess I don't know that for a hundred percent, but that's what I believe. Believe. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I believe. Uh, You have talked me off many alleges of self-destruction. And so having your wisdom in my corner is so valuable. And I love your podcast. I haven't gotten through all the episodes yet, but I did just tap in today to episode seven. I think it was joy versus fear. That's not what it was called, Mm -hmm. but it was this conversation of you have two fuels. Do you want to talk a little bit more? You can hit as lightly as you want. Cause I for sure want everyone that listens here to go listen to this episode. It's seven minutes. It is a fantastic tiny bit of Taryn wisdom. 
Yeah, that one's a short one, but it's one that I feel pretty strongly about. So yes, our brains are uh, about a year ago. I got really super into brain science (laughs) (laughs) and in all of my reading, I learned that our brains and the way that God designed them, we are fueled. Our brains can be fueled. Our brains have two fuels, joy or fear. And fear is like the cut rate economy fuel. And it's really meant only for short periods of time when there's actually something that we should be fearful of. Like it's there for a reason, but it's not, we're not meant to run on that long term. While joy is the like premium high octane fuel that our brains really crave and want to run on. And it's long-term sustainable, eco-friendly, all the things. And joy, I was mistaken. Like I I didn't really know what joy was. And so in the podcast, I I talk about how joy is a supra emotion, which means it can go on top of things. It's not an or emotion. It's an and emotion. So we can feel joy and sadness at the same time. Mm. And we can actually fill our fuel tanks with joy by practicing gratitude. And I'm not saying like, don't recognize the suck in your life. I'm not even saying be grateful for the suck. I'm saying find whatever you can find. One, two, three. I I think I say three in the podcast, but find one, two, three things to be grateful for. And they don't have to be huge and they don't have to be spectacular, but just three little things. Like I am so grateful that I got to see the sunrise this morning. Like it can be as simple as that. But when you focus on that gratitude, it, it just like good movement draws good movement. When you focus on gratitude, there's more gratitude. And, and there, that there's that, that backs that. Yes. I don't know it, but I know yeah. that there is. There is. It's just like fear. Fear is one of those things. It doesn't have to be bad. Like you said, it doesn't having some fear. We have to have, we have to have fear don't touch the stove. It's too hot. I'm I'm afraid I'm going to burn my hand. Um, don't walk out into traffic or I'm nervous or scared. It has a purpose. It's just, it can be all consuming when not fed, when you're not feeding your body with enough other fuels like joy. And I even think about this analogy in just terms of the food that we're eating, nutritious, highly dense and vitamin foods versus junk food. Okay. We can live on junk food. We won't be very healthy, we can live in a fearful mindset. We won't be very mentally healthy, or we can live in this like nutritious, um, high octane, good fuel, good food for our bodies. It's just our brains that we're feeding. And gratitude is such a big part of my platform from the beginning, the grateful farm wife. Right. But I love hearing it in this perspective. And while I have been encouraged to do a gratitude journal over and over and over again, I feel like you're the reason I'm probably going to actually do it a little bit more regularly because you're my people and I know you and I trust you. And so maybe this is a challenge for all of our listeners who know and trust all of us. Let's work on gratitude, even just through the end of the year. Like let's not wait to start it on January one, because we're going to be trying to do five other things at that point in time. But let's start it today and write in a journal, on a notes app, out loud in the mirror, whatever it may be, maybe just one, even one thing that we're grateful for. 
Yeah. If three feels hard, start with one. And I I also like to tell people to write it down because we can think, oh, I'm so grateful for that. But the act of writing it down kind of solidifies it. It's like saying it out loud. Yeah. Like you, sometimes your fear seems so rational in your head or whatever it may be until you say it out loud. And then it's like, oh, it doesn't sound as crazy as I thought it was, or it is even more crazy than I thought it was. It goes Mm -hmm. both ways. So I love Mm -hmm. that. Okay. Taryn, obviously I'm a huge fan. Tell our listeners, if you would, where can they find you on the various platforms? So on Instagram, I am Taryn, T-E-R-R-Y-N dot Dreeling, D as in David, R-I-E-L-I-N-G. On Facebook, I am still at Faith Family and Beef. And on my website, I am still Faith Family and Beef. And then I have my podcast, Good Movement Draws Good Movement. A fan favorite. You have you have a dedicated fan in me. Yay. <laughs> Thank you, Taryn. It has been such a joy. I appreciate you so much. Thanks so much for having me on. I always love our conversations. Later. Bye. We sure appreciate all of you listening today. You can follow us on Instagram at farmwifeguru and at Kylie Epperson underscore. Be sure to follow or subscribe to Midwest Farm Wives podcast on your favorite podcast streaming app. And remember, every day may not be good, but there is some good in each day. Stay grateful, friends.